When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Lee Salisbury and I directed all of the UK's biggest soaps for over 10 years and in this podcast speak to some of the biggest stars of those shows just for you. It's season two of Soap from the Box and this year we have two episodes every single Sunday so make sure you catch up with the other one but this one is with an Emmerdale legend. She left the show, she shouldn't have left the show, we're fighting to get her back. Enjoy. Okay, so today's guest on the podcast, I think, is one of Soap's most iconic characters that should still be in the show. Um, She said before that she got to exercise a side of her when playing Viv in Emmerdale for 18 years. Dina Payne, hello. Hi, (laughs) it's great to be here. Oh, it's lovely to have you and lovely to see you. Now, I remember, as everyone does, the little coloured jackets and the heels and the earrings. And I always remember you smell amazing whenever you came on set. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> I think you always had this amazing perfume. But Viv was such a brilliant character, wasn't she? I loved playing Viv and I absolutely did exorcise a part of me that uh, I can't normally do in real life because I feel a bit embarrassed about that side of me. <laughs> I think we've all got that side of us. So if you've got a chance to play it. Yeah, I mean, what, what happened, I think, with my characters, when I came in, I wasn't really given much direction as to where she'd come from and what type of person she was so when I watched Viv I thought she's a bit bland isn't she she's a bit boring really and then she lost Vic and uh, started to kind of um, feel a bit lonely shall we say and I remember sitting at the uh, what was it called it was a pub the bank house pub that's got a lovely view over to Tom so we were sitting there and, and I just said do you know I I, what can I do with my character? And Steve said, uh, well, why aren't you more specific with her? Give her more character. Um, jackets suit you. And, and, and I started, yes, they do. I love wearing padded shoulders. I love wearing big earrings. And, you know, my legs, legs aren't that bad. So no. let's have the old short skirts and the high heels because I used to love doing that in the 80s. That's all I ever wore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm quite interesting. So I rather kind of have a T-shirt and a nice kind of jacket going over the top because uh, telly does put a bit of weight on you. Yeah, so oh, I God, thought, yeah. You know, well, what's, co- that, what's, that, what's the rule? It says it adds £10. Yes, to about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it does. So, and I thought to myself, well, I quite like the 60s look with my hair because it quite suits me. So from that day on, I went into wardrobe and I said, look, trousers, if you don't mind, only when Viv goes off to Scarborough or something, you know, everyday working clothes, short skirts, nice big jackets with the old padded shoulders. And then I went into to makeup and I said, do you mind if you really back comb my hair and make it really, you know, it was a proper, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, big eyeline and yeah. I and then there she was, and, the Viv that she ended big up being. Belts. And I, I'd be hunting around, you know, secondhand shops for big belts and there was a great shop called uh, Sophie's Choice I think it is in in Horsforth and I used to go around there and 
they had so many um, outfits. Did they? Brilliant. Yes. Um, that that these these ladies used to just you know have one season and they were kind of same height as me <laughs> and the really big padded shoulders that went into the waist. So really there were loads of women living in Horsford probably watching Emma Dog. That's yes, my jacket. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, and I used to couple it up with really thick belts. I think that's what makes a great actor in a soap as well a great character because I mm. think I remember Jean Brown in EastEnders. You know, put so much detail into what she would wear there and what she... And lots mm. of people don't do that. And mm. I think, actually, like you said, you have mm. to do the work yourself, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You need to do it yourself. Because yes, writers have... change and producers change and directors change. Yes, well, I wasn't used to that. when I, I was used to being told what my character is, what I'm wearing, what I'm doing. And, you know, there you go. And that was three months of doing that. And I was portraying a character. When I came in, I, I wasn't told anything. No, so it yeah. was really down to me. And, of course, yes, the director is even in a worse situation because we've been batting along with a storyline and then a we director come in comes for four in episodes. Yeah, yeah. for four episodes. So you absolutely trust that the actor is doing their thing. Oh, totally, you need to. Yeah, you so, need to be guided by them as well. Exactly. So that's why I wasn't getting any guidance from the director. Yeah. You joined in 1993. Oh, and then you, yes. so that's and then, you confuse these yes, big momentous oh, yeah. things. And also, when the book was was written of Emmerdale, they said we came in in 2000. So I was just about prepared for you to, oh, no. to say, to, yeah. no, I take that all back. But you were after the plane then, after that No, big, we were involved oh, in Oh, you that. were involved yeah. in that, I was going to say, yeah. We, we were in... Because that's one of those momentous things, isn't it, that everyone remembers. When you watch it now and it's kind of... <laughs> I was there with Claire chucking water. Actually, that was a really good story because... We were in the middle of a Harewood somewhere or other and they built a great big barn and the um, plane crash happened when we were in Kim's uh, stable yard and they had this great big ball of fire come bouncing into the stable yeah, I remember. yard and, and we were putting water on the, um, the barn because it right, caught yeah, yeah. fire. Well, before that all happened, we well, that happened and then there was another take for us pouring water on the barn but the only thing is it actually caught fire the first time they did it it actually caught fire and I I was ready to go and then I looked and I saw it coming out the front and I shouted the fire's coming out the top and they went oh and because it's hose pipes, gas hose pipes. Yeah. With, with well, and also back then, I think, safety and stuff wasn't quite like it is now, was no. it? No, but anyway, so, so they had to uh, close that two weeks later. It took them two weeks oh to reset God. it. Yeah. And oh that was when God. we were only doing two episodes a week. Now, do you still watch it at all? Well, I dip in and out, especially when I'm down at Mum's. So do you, how do you think it's changed? Because it's interesting, because you're probably the person I've spoken to that was in it for... I mean, Charlotte's actually been in it for 20 years or something now anyway, but mm. you were... It's changed so much, hasn't it? It's my son's birthday. He's 28 today. So you always base it on that. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He bought me Emmerdale, I always reckon. He bought me luck because he was born September the 30th, 1992. And I whizzed him off to New York when he was about four months old. I had my first audition after I'd given birth. And it was Emmerdale. Wow. And um, I went in with such an awful Cockney accent. I couldn't believe. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> I really 
really couldn't believe what I was sounding like. But once you start, you can't stop, can no, you? No, yeah. It was once you start an audition, yeah. Really awful. And I came out thinking, Jesus, I didn't know I could talk like that. <laughs> you know, it was just awful. But um, anyway, I was off in New York and I got a phone call saying they want, you know, to see me again. And, and then I got the job. And Will was only about five months old. So I always... Wow, yeah, always related to the start of that. seven months old when I actually started. I mean, I would say it's become... It was a very much smaller cast, which I think is beneficial in a way. I think now it's so big yeah. that you kind of lose track a bit of who's... Well, in the beginning, when, when I first started, there was only two episodes a week. Of course, On a Monday, yeah. we actually had rehearsal. Oh, my God, really? So yeah. you were there for rehearsals? Yeah. That's incredible. And on, on the second day, we... We had a oh, were you at, were you producer's at... run. Oh, wow. And then the, the, the Wednesday, How Thursday luxurious. and Friday would be the Windsors, Kate, Kathy's Tea Room and, and the uh, Wallpack. And then the second week would be all Sugden's outside and things. Wow. So if you read the script and you thought, I'm not outside, I've got a week off. Brilliant. What happens now in soap is you basically get the scripts as an actor. I get them, I've camera planned them, but you get, I would say, 40 minutes a scene to get the actors on, get the crew on. Line run, block it, record it, and get it right. Yeah. And if you don't get it, then you get start. You start going behind, and the office start calling you up, and everyone goes gets very worried. So it's so pressurised now. That's amazing. That I have, can't imagine the rehearsal days. No, me neither anymore. And you, you probably weren't in the village either. Were you on location? Yeah, we were in Eshel. At Eshel, yeah. yeah. And again, the village used to be a real village, didn't yeah. it? And then they moved it to make it easier. And there's so many people cordoned off. We had police help to cordon people off. Coach loads used to come to the village and then we got the phantom hammerer who would be bung 10 quid oh, to really? stop. So we would stop for an hour and then he'd stop. <laughs> it was so funny. So it was just an impossible situation. But, I mean, you know, it was great. And the cast was, it was a small compared with now and it was also the underdog wasn't it then as well it wasn't very much so it wasn't up there with Corrie yeah, the and EastEnders yeah supposed to be, come up to kind of bring the London up to Yorkshire I, I don't know whether we did but oh, I, I think mean, you definitely did yeah yeah but yeah it was a very it wasn't I think everyone says it was kind of Patsy Kensit who actually brought the press up here yeah, really didn't yeah, it yeah but it, I mean it's weird thinking of it now even I mean I always say because I left before <laughs> stupidly and so did you before it kind of reached that, right, we're winning yeah. all the National Television yeah, Awards. I was I like, know. oh, God. Yes, but we rode all the waves. So we rode all the waves of not getting it. <laughs> but, the, but we did work really hard. I mean, you know, when, when it was six a week, or it's even more now, you'd get the scripts every other week at the weekend and you'd have the weekend to prep for the next two I weeks. Know, yeah. And I used to have to learn it how I did it. Everybody does it differently. But I how used to get the yeah. schedule and then I would learn all the scenes on that day uh, by day, you know, all Monday scenes because they're all out of continuity. Oh, totally. That's the other so, hard thing. Yeah. Your journey as an actor is really hard, isn't it? Because, you know, I, when I went to Hollyoaks, actually, I said this because people weren't really mapping their journeys. And I was like, you can't cry in every scene because it's going to yeah. be terrible. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to build that, you need to build yeah. it, don't you? And you yeah. might do that right at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. That final scene of that huge storyline. Yeah, and you don't know what the weather's like if you no. do a scene before you come into the post <laughs> Especially office. Especially with for Viv's instance. hair. Oh, the post office is not there anymore, is no. it? No. Uh, well, Viv came up to run the post office with husband Vic. Who was Alan Lewis? Who was in? I, I think I'm right. He was in Birds of a Feather. Feather. Oh yes. He'd been filming the day before, and I hadn't met him. Oh really? I actually hadn't, hadn't met, met him. the guy playing your husband. Exactly. Well, even more testament to you two then, because well, well, you yeah. became like the Jack and Vera, I think, of Emma Do you know what I mean? You do know, but you had that brilliant relationship. Do you know what I mean? It was a really funny. 
It was all right. Bob was my yes. Oh no, Bob was yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll get to Bob. We'll get to yeah. we'll get to Bob. But you also had a family with you who was made up of now these two people that I've got a little surprise for you. The first one. Hello, Dina, my love. I'm just on the school run. Hope you're well. Um, right. So my funny thing that I've got for Dina that I always remember is firstly she's got the best body I've ever seen. Like a proper dancer's body is incredible. And secondly, we all did like a Windsor family fortunes years ago, and Dina and Tony were like in the final round. And you know when they ask you like the ultimate questions, and the ultimate question was like a pair of. And obviously you would think trousers, socks, shoes. Oh no, Dina replied rabbits. And that's Dina to a T. Anyway, um, yes, I will see you soon, my darling. And uh, yeah, um, hope you're well. Bye. So obviously that was a lovely Adele Silva who played I Kelly. I see her frequently. She lives up the road. Oh, does she? Yeah, I yeah, love Adele. But that, I mean, yeah. I didn't know that story. That's a pair of rabbits. Well, the thing <laughs> is, but I couldn't understand what he was saying. His accent oh. was so, so Who was that? Strong. Les Dennis at the time, was it? No, or Vernon? Vernon. Vernon Kay. And we, we got to, and, and I was steaming along and he said, uh, what comes in put? I thought, what? What was, what? And, and I suppose it's quite nerve-wracking being on it, those shows. It is a bit. And and we were actually, at the time, working with the, the hugest rabbit. Oh, right. had got a big black and white rabbit. <laughs> it was huge. And I don't know whether that was on my mind. But what comes in purrs? Uh, was I it just, a, uh, uh. Yeah, poo, poo, poo. Uh, and I couldn't, I just <laughs> couldn't think, what it, I just didn't understand him. And I was going to say, excuse me, I don't understand what you've said. And then I thought, no, that sounds, and this is all when I'm under stress. Yeah, this is went, all the spotlight on went, you, the audience. Rabbit! <laughs> so Adele played Kelly, and then yeah. your other daughter is here somewhere. Hi, Dina. It's Verity. Sending lots and lots of love and jazz hands and cuddles and hope you're really well. And lots of love to Lee as well. Hope you're having a nice chat. Um, I I just cannot do this message to you without mentioning some hilarious memories from when I think about you and when I think about our time at Emmerdale. Um, three very, very, very vivid memories come up and I just had to say them. Um, I always think about when you fell into a wheelie bin and just your legs were poking out the top. <laughs> I always think about when you leapt on Dominic behind the counter in the post office when you had your storm line with Paddy. And then, I have to say... I don't know if you get away with it now, um, but I'm sure you did an Indiana Jones sex scene with Bob with whips and everything, like primetime YT. <laughs> yeah, she's so, nodding, she's nodding. Oh, yeah, love it, love it. Um, always makes me laugh. And um, I hope you're really well. Um, hope you've got lots of gossip for Ali. Uh, and uh, I'd love to see you soon. Obviously, your um, your grandchildren, <laughs> your screen grandchildren, Emily and Ethan, uh, would love to, to meet you. And um, love to Will and Steve and Doggies. And hope you're having a wonderful, fabulous time. <laughs> so that is the Jazz Hands herself, Verity, who is fantastic. Well. I mean, yeah. you had, a, and you also yeah. have Ben Freeman playing Scott. I mean, yeah, it was a yeah. great yeah. family, wasn't it? Yeah, that? I, yeah we had... Honestly, I brought my girls up to sing and dance between takes. Yes, you and did. Bless and Verity, yeah. Verity's obviously gone yeah. into the West End and done yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, t- I wasn't there for the Viv in the bin. What, what was that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, it was just one of those normal days where I felt that perhaps 
um, Bob had had too much curry and thro- thrown half of it away in the bin. It needed a bit of clean. Oh, right. Yes. Fell in. Fell in. And did you do that yourself? No, no. I, I did most of it, but not the whole thing. But um, it was uh, very well done. <laughs> and it is a bit of a giggle, I have to say. Yeah. And then obviously you did have Tony. We must talk about Tony, who is brilliant with Bob. And like you said, it was such a great on-screen chemistry partnership, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was just, I don't think... Tony or Bob have been the same since. No, it's no. Like you two Neither have I. No, <laughs> you two. Is it really important when you get an on-screen husband that it, you know, it, it, you just thank your lucky stars when it works? Well, truth be, yeah. um, there were six people auditioning for Bob and um, uh, the producer came <laughs> up to me and he said, look, you know, did you have any feelings about... I said, well, not number six. Right, because he's it's like really Day. Really creepy. Right, okay. And that was Tony. Oh, was that Tony? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bless him. I mean, not that anybody told him. He got the job. And and in retrospect, I mean, it was so right because he used to back comb his hair like Viv back combed her hair. Yes, he I mean, did. they were two he peas did. in a pod. Yeah, really they were. And, and his, his humour was so kind of slapstick. And her humour was just so kind of sidelined. You know, yes, she, yeah, yeah. She, she wasn't trying to be humorous she would just being be humorous by not meaning to be yes being viv was yeah Yeah. really but some uh, and when when emily with um dingle um kate katie mcgregor McGregor, yeah Yeah. she was in the middle those were just fantastic times because she was the stalwart in the middle yeah she was and, and we used to have these wonderful chats while nobody was in the shop we'd both be looking forward and she would go mrs windsor and, and she'd still call me Mrs. Windsor. She was and I'd be going on about, wasn't she? Yeah. You know, look, I've got frilly knickers on. And she'd go, oh, Mrs. Windsor! <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and it was all, it was so good because it was so kind of balanced. And then she would be so embarrassed when Bob came in. And well, we that little to... shop, you know, really, yeah. get, I think is missed because yeah. it's a big farm shop now. It's just not the same. It was well, the proper gossipy, wasn't it? It was great. It was great. It was. And it, and it was, was tight. And I hated filming in that shop because it was like, the no, angles no. were all really weird. It used to be... A lounge, and Viv had the great idea of turning it into a tea shop. <laughs> now look what it oh, is. Oh, because actually your flat was the smallest flat ever, wasn't it? It was one room. Yeah, but upstairs. upstairs. That was because we'd changed that, that house, into, the lounge into a tea room. I mean, the Emmerdale Village was a, you know, because the pub had about five, six people living in it, mm. which never would have worked, actually, no, if you really the geography of it. But we had such good times with Bob. I mean... There was a time where uh, Helen Pearson came in as my friend Carol, I think her name was. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And it was like um, Thelma and Louise, and we're chasing Bob because she said, Bob has got a lot of girlfriends. Well, he was selling underwear, wasn't he? Yes, I remember that. I remember that. He was knocking on loads of people's doors. Yeah, and you were spying. Yeah. Yeah. And we were following him, and his car was in a field. And what happened, we saw him in the field, but he was bouncing up and down like that. Right. So Carol would say, look, you see, he's got a woman in his car. So we went past, stopped, came over. We both got sunglasses on, <laughs> yeah, high heels in yeah. mud, you know, going over that. And, and Carol was winding me up. And then I said, open the door. You've got a woman in there. He said, no, I haven't. I'm pumping up my lilo. <laughs> but the thing is, before we shot that, we were in his car going through lines and all of a sudden, the clouds came over and the rain just pelted down. 
And we thought, oh, crikey. I, we looked out and everybody had gone. Oh, everybody. Really? The vans had gone, location had gone, and there was just the three of us in a car in the middle. Can you of... imagine people see you dressed as the characters as well? Well, actually, it was about a field on either side, and we were in the middle of a field, and we thought, oh, great, thanks, cheers. The other funny story, I remember you telling me, I think, about this, but when the Queen visited in 2002 and you I remember the picture of you in the lineup I think it was you Stan yeah obviously played Seth and uh, Betty uh, Betty, Paula obviously legends yeah um and they exploded the post office and didn't it almost basically like it it was kind of quite near to hitting everyone wasn't it or was it although apparently she didn't flinch was it that everyone was kind of like and she just didn't flinch at all yeah Tim Fee pushed the, uh, the thing, thing down and it just it did explode and there was loads of smoke and she just kind of just stood looked there <laughs> and funnily enough I actually met the queen a couple of years or three years later when there was a big anniversary and I went with um Terry Billy oh yeah Hartman, yeah um, and we went off to represent Emmerdale and everybody was lining up and, and they were all nervous and everything and you know a couple of champagnes like, later seen it, yeah no, but I, everybody's nervous, but I was excited. And she came along and she went, hello, hello. <laughs> and, and I said, oh, um, you might remember, you blew up our post office. She said, oh, yes, I did. I do remember that, yes. Oh, that's brilliant. I know. I wonder if she watched it. Oh, watched, I was just... Do you think she did watch it? I shouldn't have said anything, because you're not supposed to say anything. You're not anything supposed to say anything to the Queen, queen are you? <laughs> so I wonder if she does. I always wonder. I think Emmerdale would be her... Well, no, maybe Coronation Street would be her safe choice. I'm not sure. But um, so then, obviously, you then were involved in serious storylines. I mean, I did the cot death with Charlotte Bellamy, which was mm, still oh, my amazing. most proudest moment, I think. Because I think it was just incredible. When you were in that episode as well... I remember that, oh, you were, because you had the baby, just at the odd scene, and you were fantastic in it, because it was that kind of thing that you were fine, you had your twins, they were quite newborn, and it was like the juxtaposition, do you know what I mean? But, I mean, what do you think, because I think all the soaps are lacking the comedy, you know, like you said, toys swing over the fields in high heels, I think that's what is missed in soaps these days, because it's very much real life now, all all three of them, I think. Yeah, Yeah, I must admit, I have noticed that, there is... Um, when I do watch it now, it is very topical, and it's uh, and great acting. Great acting, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and, um, but there is a little bit of the uh, of the natural comedy, not not the slapstick comedy, but that as well. Yeah. actually. well, because in a way, the slapstick comedy, to... of course, is not really. But I think that's what I think yeah. that's what people want. You know, it is yeah, just to lighten like, it up a bit. I talk this, talked about this with everyone because it's like that divide, isn't it? Should, should soaps be reality? I don't because we have reality every day and mm. it's not nice. Like you kind of want to yeah. watch Ever Down Escape, don't you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think they miss people like Viv and because obviously a lot of the matriarchs as well have gone because yeah. either through age or yeah. you know, mm. um, and I wonder what happened because it's you know there's not those big characters. Mm. How many people stay in a soap now for eighteen mm. years? Yeah, not many. But, not many, but yes, it's. Um, I think there is a little bit of a void there. But however, they're winning winning awards, they so are. maybe yeah. I don't know. We're wrong. Yeah, we never thought that. Maybe just humour has changed so much that uh, yeah, you know, life could be funny. Life can be funny and yeah. slapstick. I mean, sometimes when it's actually tragedy, tra- tragic, it's. Actually, there is a funny stuff. Yes, yeah, no, totally. You know, you can have the total extremes. And I remember as well, just to mention, I don't know why this has come up, because Jenna was in that episode as well, and some people have done amazingly, like Jenna Coleman, hasn't she? Yeah, Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing. It's so nice, isn't it, when you see people you work with fly like that. Just quickly, before I... There's... 
you know you've been mentioned since. In 2014, it was revealed on the screen that Viv knew about Donna having April. And Bob was stunned. Read this. And in 2017, Rodney said to Laura on Firework Night that Heath uh, is very scared of fire after your death. So oh, you're still there. So I'm still in yeah. the subconscious. Still in the subconscious of Rodney. And, yeah. yeah, that was a bit of a funny thing, wasn't it? My death. Well, at least it was memorable for not being yeah. memorable. It's actually become memorable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I remember at the time, because you were furious, obviously. It's a... There, was a, there was a title on the Daily Mail saying, Viv is furious. And then they said, I, I wasn't furious. No. I was a bit... I was a bit hurt, I think, yeah. because having ridden so many waves and and really enjoyed and and, and that's natural because everyone the, wants yeah. a brilliant exit, you know. Of course you do. And Steve Frost, you know, thanked me and said, "You will have a really good storyline out, but we can't think of anything at the moment, you know, for the future." And I thought, mm, somebody with a history, it's you know, when you, so the longer you're in, happen. exactly. Yeah. If you're new, then you haven't got a history no. to, to to bring things back. But when you've got a long history, anyway, I think Gavin didn't. I think Gavin had. Well, it was his idea. I think I think the thing in yeah. soaps is producers change and producers have yeah, their favourites. Exactly, exactly. And it's kind of like a workplace, isn't it, really? So, but unfortunately So yeah, it's I the, mean I it's just the audience that suffer, I think, because they've they've watched you for eighteen years. Yes, and they've and seen me see have my babies, they've seen my ups and downs, they've hated me, they've loved me, they've, you know, criticised what I wear. Yes. Rightly so. You imagine now, I think they would love Viv on social media. Yeah, well, anyway, so, so I was ju- it was just a bit, I was a bit taken aback when I got the script. I was waiting for a storyline to, <laughs> yes. to work up. And then and, and then I'd got pantomime, you see, because I knew I was going. And uh, I'd, I just went up and I remember saying to Val, could you just let me know if I'm in anything this week, uh, which was November something or other, uh, because... I'm starting panto and I just need to know how busy you're going to be when you're around. She said, yeah. Oh, you've gone. You've got, you're not in it. And I went, Oh, and the script I had got, I hadn't even cried for help. I know. I, I know. didn't even say anything. You were just kind of passed out, weren't you? Well, I think the story was that you had gone with Terry, wasn't it? Because your first storyline with um, well, I think Billy was, was you a... had a thing at a dance and it didn't he take you back to a dance hall. Yeah. And you got the wrong impression and tried it on and then yeah. you got drunk. And I wanted to, to come back to Terry, yeah, because uh, we had an affair, you know, Way classic Emmerdale. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not so long ago. Yeah, yeah, Emmerdale, yeah. But twenty-seven years ago in real life, um, and uh, yeah, uh, he was saying no, no, you know, I didn't mean that. And she, she just, she had a glass of red wine, and I remember saying to the director, I said. Viv wouldn't pass out in one glass no, of wine. No, no I one said, would, would they? I said, why don't we lay one bottle down empty yeah. and have another half a one standing yeah. up half yeah. empty? And and that that's all it was. I know. I suppose at least you did the worst insult, I think, in soaps, if you leave in the back of a taxi. That's when you really know. <laughs> yeah, but you're not dead, though, are you? No, you're not dead. Does it? I mean, different people say different things because being dead or the character being dead means you can have that closure. Some people say that's nice, but some would say obviously it's not because it would be nice to go have you the option. Because obviously, body, though, did you? you've seen. No, I could be true. in the woods with Terry, and they sent. They said <gasps> you didn't see my the body, no. my my um, gubbins down to London. I haven't even got a graveyard in Emmerdale. Oh, I haven't got see. a gravestone oh, see, in Emmerdale yeah. either. 
We'll see you not dead then. Day. We need to start a campaign, Dina. Because obviously Claire's day. back, yeah. playing Kim. Yeah. Uh, who else is back that's come back since you were... Well, Sam Giles obviously went back. Yeah. Um, crossed over. I mean, a few, basically, quite a lot of people are... Jeff, just, Jeff left for a long time. Jeff left for a while, yeah. Back. And yeah. Emma yeah. Atkins yeah. left and came back. Mm. Um, but I think Claire's probably one of the... First, because I, I think it went through a stage of thinking, God, they'll never bring back oh, people Lisa like that. Oh, Lisa Riley's back. Lisa Riley's back as well. Yeah, yeah I worked with her in... Um, the Calendar Girls, which we'll Girls, get to. Yeah. Well, so this is the campaign to get Viv back. And so we'll just quickly end the Emmerdale section with a little tiny quiz to see if you can remember Viv. Can you remember the three surnames she had in the show? <laughs> this, I mean, well, this is Windsor a, and yeah. Hope. And the first one was her husband, who know, was in jail... Carter or something like that. Dawson. Dawson. Yeah, Dawson. Because Toby, who played the first um, be- uh, uh, Scott. Oh, was there a first Scott? I didn't realise there was a first yeah, Scott. Yeah, Toby. Yeah. Um, and then this is easy, actually. We've talked about this. Who did she try to seduce? But he rejected her. What, other than Terry? N- yeah, in in the shop. Oh, Verity the- mentioned it. Oh, Oh, really? Oh, Paddy. Paddy, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Did you, we had an affair. Oh, did you have an oh, affair? Oh, I had my le- legs wrapped around Oh, did you? Oh, right. Oh, yes. Dina, that's Viv. Let's talk about you. You were born in Kent. Yes. Where? Farnborough. I've got Orpington here. Well, yes, it is. Oh, is it? It's, the it's actually Orpington. where my dad, my dad lives in Biggin Hill. Really? Yeah. Did you used to go to the there. air show? My, my dad used to drive a bus and I used to do the tickets. Oh, wow. I did a voluntary bus drive for the old age pensioners. So were you always wanting to act, dance? Was it always your dream? Uh... Acting didn't really come into my psych, actually. That morphed. But uh, from the age of two, I danced. I yeah. went to my first dance class at two, Irene Ayres. And at four, I gave up because they only did oranges and lemons. And that wasn't dancing as far as I was concerned. <laughs> so I gave up and then took up with... Gave up your career at four. I did. And then I went to Emerson, uh, somebody, Rita Emerson. And that was definitely dancing. It was the Chiquetti method of dancing. And I got all these thingy awards and things and used to go up to London every Saturday to do the demonstrations for Chiquetti dance and And what's Chiquetti dance? It's a method of ballet. Oh right, okay. Um but I also was told as good as I was at ballet, I put so much into it, you know ballet is very kind of contained. Yes. And I'd be going for it guns like this and they said obviously you like your music Try tap dancing and, and modern yes. modern and jazz. It was called modern That's dance. That's the inner you again wanting to come And up, it was all it? really kind of jazz. And Loved flew it. Flew through it. Honours everywhere. Dance was my thing. So so when I, I got to 14, um, we moved to Sussex. And in my school, um, I, I auditioned for uh, the Royal Ballet School. Oh, wow. Um, and I got in, and I was fourteen. And I always remember uh, going incredible. to school, and on on the uh, the board it said, "Congratulations, Squirt," because they called me Squirt. <laughs> um, and my dad said uh, he really would prefer me to finish my O levels as they were then, rather than go to the Royal Ballet School. And I actually agreed with him because, as much as I like dancing. Ballet was like being in the army. Yeah. They were so strict. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not that tight. I'm a people person. I'm a life person. And it also I mean, has a lifespan, Ballet, doesn't it? You know, kind of, you know, you, it's, it's good to have a backup behind you because... Well, well yeah. I mean, it, 
yeah. But the thing is, what what we then decided would when I'd done my O levels, I'd go for arts educational school because that did acting, singing. It was an all round right, school, okay. and 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 it did modern dance. And it, and Arlene Phillips started yes. uh, teaching there when it, uh, it was in my second year of uh, uh, at the school. So no regrets about, about not going to. No, no, not no, at all. No, not at all, no. No, no, I, I, I wouldn't have been right. It was too disciplined for me. Yeah. I mean, it's disciplined anyway, but I needed to dance to the music. Yes, yeah. Beat going, you know, salsa, Brazilian salsa. And I read about Arlene Phillips, so she was one of your teachers. Oh, absolutely, yeah, for a long she's, time. I mean, she's renowned, isn't she? She's doing very strict. Yeah, but that's, that, that, that's... Oh, just, she is, yeah. yeah, but you have to have the strength of ballet to do anything else well. So, yeah, I mean, dance is my sole expression. I am now a, a teacher of Pilates, and I held two Pilates um, classes, one in Sickling Hall and one in Spofforth here in the church hall. For, it was three years ago. For two years I did it. And I must be the only Pilates teacher that does 50 minutes Pilates and then says, right, 10 minutes, we're going to do a dance routine. Amazing. Yeah, and so for 10 minutes, we'll either do salsa or oh, I brilliant. do a full fossy dance routine. Just Love follow it. me, pretend it, you know, yeah, end, yeah, look, finish. And they loved it. I bet you wish, because it strictly started when you were in Emmerdale. Uh, yeah, and I was asked when oh, it first started. Oh, my God, why didn't you do it? Because they wouldn't let me. Oh, my God. Because that must the be Titans, the dream. BBC and ITV. Oh, I would have loved to have done And now it. they let people, obviously, because it's great publicity. Oh, we would have been I, brilliant on that. I still ask, um, you know, whatever agent I'm with, you know, if there's a chance. Just try, yeah. Love to do well, it. when Viv comes back and our campaign, yeah, then, yeah, then yeah, you'll yeah, be on Strictly. Because yeah, yeah. I read there's loads of things. You, do, you were one of the dancers in Rock Follies of 77. I was indeed. What was that? Um, it was... Uh, was that kind of like pans people or not? Anything like that? No, no, no. No, this no. Was, no, no, no. <laughs> no She's no. looking at me disgusting. Well, I did get down to the last six when they wanted somebody in Paris. Oh, did people. you? Yes. But my friend, who's younger than me, she got in and I just thought, well, I'm not speaking to her. I used to take, <laughs> Which, I used to no. take her from Brighton to London for all these, you know, things <laughs> she, we used to do. It. And then she got... <laughs> so what was Rock Follies of 77? Um, it was a, it was a series of three girls... Rula Lenska. Oh, Rula Lenska. And she was in Calendar Girls. Oh, God, so it's a full circle, isn't it? Yeah, so we got back together. It's just one of those TV programmes. It was all about the three girls. I was just one of of the dancers and the extras in in the back wearing, as I remember... A load of fruit on my head. As <laughs> you do. I mean, the funniest thing I've seen that I didn't realise you did was a member of the girl band Cats UK. Get and in. I saw a watch today, the Top of the Pops performance. But I wasn't in it. Oh, well, you not? Because I thought you were the middle one. Because I thought, because she does look a bit, she looked a bit like no, you. No, shall I tell you the story there yes. as well? It was the first man-made girl band ever. Wow. We had to audition for it. And so we auditioned and four of us got it. Um... I knew Norma because she used to do the Chiquetti demonstrations. Right, okay. As was well, Norma the blonde so, one, the lead singer? No, dark hair. Right, okay. Um, she, she, yeah. Um, anyway, so, and then I got a job at the Belgrade in uh, Cabaret. Right, oh, great. Right. Um, and I said to them, look, I'm in this band and we've just uh, released Luton Airport and, um, and we might be on top of the pops in about two weeks' time, we'll still be doing rehearsals. And they said, okay, thanks for telling us. We'll, we'll, we'll jump Bear that, that fence yeah, yeah. when we come to it. <laughs> so I did the job, and and then we were asked to go on on Top of the Pops, and I'm still so mad about it. I'm sure. And it was only in 79, but, I mean, Top of the Pops oh, was the biggest thing to get ever. on. Yeah. And um, 
it was only a dress rehearsal and I said, oh, um, please can I be released because, you know, it's, London's not far away and with the top of the pops. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Oh my God. This, this is horrific now. That's no. strictly no. And top of the pops, no. no. So I was so upset, I didn't do the dress rehearsal anyway. Did I didn't go on. <laughs> That's <laughs> always if so you miss top of the pops. I was Come so So they had to, and they shouldn't, because they should. They shouldn't have got somebody to debt for me. No. Um, because oh, so otherwise, one of them was just a yes, standing. A yeah. <gasps> oh, you didn't know if I was there. Yeah. When I, I was really trying to work out the middle one that was on there did look a little bit like you, but I thought that yeah. No. Was, um, and that's kind of a full circle as well. But that song didn't it? It was a spin off of the uh, Lorraine Chase. Lorraine Chase. Chase. Camp, 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 what's it? What's the word? Campari. Campari, which was a drink. Wasn't yes. It? Yeah. And I love it. And Lorraine Chase was in that advert. Yeah. And that's how that came along. And then obviously yeah. you were in. Where do you come from? Luton Airport. Luton, yeah. yeah. And they actually, the people at the time thought it was Lorraine Chase singing, I think, didn't they? Well, they. she was offered it. The, the song was made for her, but she said no, turned it down because there's no money in it. <laughs> right. How right how she was. <laughs> Um, so then and then you came in, in, in Emmerdale again. You, 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 so yeah, it's mad, that's isn't right. it? it? Yeah, I mean, Full it's a circle, small world. so many rounds. I think it's because you get so old, isn't it? I've got my bus pass now. <laughs> oh, have you? I'm on and off the seven bus to Harrogate <laughs> all the time. Days. Amazing, Love it. the benefit of getting old. Um, and then obviously after Emmerdale, we mentioned it quite a few times. You were in Calendar Girls. Yeah, I did four um, tours with Calendar Lisa Girls. Lisa Riley was in it with yeah, you, wasn't she? Yeah, Who's obviously gone time. back to Emmerdale. I did debt for one girl who broke her wrist moving the piano, and I, I knew what that felt like because I was Cora and I had to move the piano. So I did three full um, tours, two with Ledley Joseph, one with Linda Bellingham, and I did a stand-in for three weeks. Amazing. And I think, I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people on the podcast about this, you know, this is where I wouldn't be able to act because as a, obviously as an actor, you need to say, that's not me on stage naked, that's that character. Well, we weren't on, we weren't so you on weren't stage. Toast, you no, weren't it was choreographed naked. brilliantly. It was the poster that was the worst thing. Yes, yeah. The, but however, it was airbrushed a bit because I did have a G-string on. I don't think I had a bra on though. Um, that's the one with you sat there and looking back, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I was coming into Leeds, I remember, yeah, when we were no at the G Grand. Thing. And I was coming from, it was late at night, and I was, was coming back from somewhere, coming into Leeds, and we were in Leeds next. And as I tootled along my car, nearly falling asleep, all of a sudden, bloody great poster of my bum! <laughs> uh, and my, my son said to me, Mother! Oh my God! He said... Mother, <laughs> yes. I was get back to Emmerdale. I was in my car with my friends, and one of them said, oh, <laughs> "Is that your mum?" <laughs> what did you? What did he? What did him and his friends think of Viv when you were in Emmerdale? Well, he was, he he was a, he yeah, was, was such a baby, wasn't he? Yeah, of course. So I yeah. remember he, when he was about two. Telling the girls was worse. <laughs> he was two, sitting on my lap, and I, I remember him going, "Oh, mummy, there, mummy, there." Mummy there, mummy there. I know, I can't imagine. It must be so Weird, strange. I mean, pantomime and soap almost come hand in hand. And I would yeah. say the one benefit of leaving soap is you can get paid fortune to a pantomime, can't you? It's amazing. Well, most people Ish. can. Um, yeah. Well, did you enjoy panto though? Because I mean, I um, love panto. I think it's a British institution. Um, no. No, you didn't. The first, the first <laughs> one I didn't because um, it was more like doing a um, Shakespearean script. Oh, okay. Kate O'Mara apparently played the same part as me and... Kevin Bishop decided to say, have you done Shakespeare before? Because I've written it for Kate O'Mara and it went on. Oh, God. Oh, God. Rhyming couplets. 
It is I, Morgiana, the Queen of Moravia, so you ugly lot. Better than watch your behaviour. Don't think I can't see you just because it's dark. Honestly, well, when, oh, no, 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 no. I know, because it traumatised It traumatised you so I much. I actually got a migraine on stage <laughs> and I couldn't speak. And was so. it like breaking the fourth wall as an actor? Because obviously on telly you don't. Is it? I'm in theatre, you don't. Is it weird when you suddenly have to do that in panto and talk to your audience? Depends. I mean, after the first one, I got the gist. I was flying. You had there. to work it, yeah. I did. I, oh, I, I could do it, you know. Yeah. So I quite enjoyed it after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, do you like, what's the difference between theatre and telly? Do you love that buzz of theatre? The instant gratification of that audience reaction? Uh, up until I did did Emmerdale, um, I, there was a lot of musical theatre. Yeah. Because dancing went into singing and then singing went into went acting because into yeah. I did a lot of fringe theatre I, I helped direct Bob Thompson with his first musical oh amazing and then I did steaming as, as a lead part as my first play wow in about 85 wow can you believe that my first play I had to take my clothes <laughs> take my clothes off <laughs> yes. again oh my god and that was the first time this is a running thing with actors because Nicholas said she went to the Actors Centre, which is known as the Trauma Centre, because in like the first week you you take your clothes off to get rid of your inhibitions. It's obviously oh, really? something to do with that, yeah. Oh no, which seems very weird. No, this was on stage, so you felt like nobody worse. could oh, see God. you. But but unfortunately, the director decided to have my part, who was really flamboyant East Ender, with stockings on and 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 a lacy bra and everything. So absolutely, when I was getting ready for the steam bath. Obviously, nobody was watching anybody that was doing any dialogue. They were watching me take the bloody clothes oh, right, off okay. and my stockings and everything. <laughs> oh, that's so brave. And all those words I had to say, you know, the C word, the F word, everything, oh, yeah. because she would. Yes, yeah, yeah. And my mum and I dad. I mean, there's nothing like that for first We're in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> production. Not only did they see their daughter naked, but she I'm was so saying, glad she's got into acting. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so... And years later, so we'll move on to now because there's so much to talk about now because you... So no, I prefer telly. Prefer telly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Musicals, but, but, but actually a, a good play I love. No, I, I like theatre as well. Oh, it's so different. I know, I, it is yeah, so different. And, yeah. t- and like drama and soap is so different because as I keep saying, the power of soap is brilliant because it goes on every day. So if you, they, you can do an important storyline in the soap much better than you can elsewhere, I think. Because it goes do. into people's lives. Like the but Ashley play, Dementia story they did last last couple of years, whatever, that was... Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you live and breathe it and you can affect yeah. people's yeah, lives, yeah. I think. Absolutely. Oh, no, I think it's amazing. It's, ama- it's healing as well yeah. for the audience. Yeah, no, it is, yeah. But a play, at least you'd have a beginning, middle and end yes. in a play. Yes. On, on stage, in the theatre. Um, and you and know how it ends you, when you start. Well, you do. And <laughs> the way the audience are reacting, you're thinking, okay, so I didn't do that right. Yeah. You know, you can feel their breath. You can feel their energy. Yeah, and, true, and, and true. And that is... Um, quite amazing as well so you can actually move it around a bit uh, and so now you've um i mean so i look at your everyone's spotlight cvs i love yours it's got very like it had loads of dance alpha break dance move what's that it says on your spotlight cv no idea no idea what that is that's on your oh, that's your list of skills it? yeah right. it says alpha break dance move i thought oh, oh i don't know don't maybe know i sat is. on my bum and went around in a and circle. you speak french and spanish I speak a bit of Spanish. I'm bit of Spanish. Espanya in Espanoles, but not very well. Yes, I do. Poquito. And I understand French because yes. ballet. But And then, what I love, which we're getting on to, you are, you know, you've got, you do reflexology, Reiki, and now you're a neuro, neuropath? Neutral. Naturopath. Naturopath. Apparently, you are a naturopath when you are uh, qualified for more than three and uh, so therapies. to explain to me and everyone what that is, I mean, every, every, I mean, what's lovely about the world is everyone's, 
much more accepting of all of this now, isn't it? I mean, people want this in their lives. Have you always, you know, been into the spirit, you know, all of this? I have. I have, actually. Um, In 85 or 86, I went to the Mind, Body and Spirit exhibition and there were these lovely little oils, aromatherapy, long time ago. Nobody knew what they were. But I just, I I went for A-level botany. So I've always, and I got all my exams in um, biology. So I've always been interested in that type of thing. And later on in my life, I I, I didn't know when he was alive, but my grandfather, my mother's side, was one of the strongest spiritualist healers oh, really? ar- around in his time, but we didn't know oh, until wow. the funeral. Oh, no. So oh, no. it's in my genes. Yes. And um, I just zoomed in on these oils and I thought, right, I mean, I've been in this business um, since 68, but instead of going for a waitress or working behind a bar or in a bloody office, right, no, I'm going to qualify for this. Yeah. Because then I can get my other business going, going. alongside, yes. yeah. which I did. Anyway, so it was going to Shirley Price Aromatherapy in Hinkley. And uh, this was about 86 by then-ish. And I had to get qualified to be able to do that, you know, anatomy and physiology and blah, blah, blah. And then they sent me a letter saying... Lovely of you to sign up. Uh, would you mind wearing a tracksuit, cutting your nails and bringing a towel? <laughs> and I thought, what have I let myself in <laughs> yes, for? wow. I had no idea it was massage right, as well. Of oh, right. you did learn all about the oils because you needed to know what oils did what to apply to people and yes. how to apply them in other ways as well. So at that time... Uh, it was physiotherapists, beauticians, and all that. But like you said, at that time, yeah. it wasn't quite in the ether, was it then? Know. You know, like yeah. people weren't... So, so I qualified for that in 89. I ran. I also qualified in 90 as a reflexologist, which is doing pressure points on the feet. And there's thousands of pressure points on the feet. And it's, if you look at the feet together, it's the shape of the body. So the big toes are the head... And then sinuses are the little, you know, the toes. Oh, right, okay. And it comes into the, the waist, the spleen the and the stomach. Oh, right, okay. and, and the heart is here. And, and you work the foot and you give the whole body a release of stress and toxins. Oh, wow. And I always liken it to people saying that, you know, you've got a, a river of energy around you. And stress always causes blockages, a bit like a, a dam. So if the river can't go over the dam, the dam gets bigger, that blockage manifests itself in the physical. So it starts kind of spiritual, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then mental. So it's basically the same as your body massage. You'll be able to tell from people's feet where where there's something wrong or where there's... So I do that. And I did uh, Indian head massage with the man himself in about 1989 as well. It was all going on then. He was an Indian man in a wheelchair and he he had his wives around him and it was in Islington and I learned the proper Indian head massage. So and every year you do you do something. So I've done a herbal course, a homeopathic course. Um, I mean, it becomes quite addictive, actually. Reiki like the more course. you do, the well, more you find out, the more you want to know. Because I put it all into my treatment. Yeah. So if I offer all sorts of things, but I always say this is the treatment you're having because you get everything in my treatment, and I'll tell yes. you. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so, and the latest that well, six years ago, I started doing a nutritional course, um, and it's very interesting. I mean, how nutrition kind of has morphed, and 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 now I've got advanced. I've got. A, 
dissertation um, and a higher diploma of international dada nutrition. But it's not really the qualification you get. It's what you take on and can find as well to feed the knowledge that you have. Yes. And keto diets and paleo diets are probably the best diet you could go with. I mean, this non-fat business is actually detrimental to our bodies. If you see a yogurt... Is keto no carbs? Is it? No. It's low carbs. Low carbs, yeah. Everybody needs carbs, yeah. but they need complex the right carbs. carbs. Yes. Do. So out of all this, I've conjured up through my dissertation all sorts uh, a lecture, not a lecture, a, a talk. Yeah. In an hour. And wow. It's change your habits, change your life. And it's basically, you know, if you like a piece of cake, chocolate cake, great. But well, I and I have to whole... say to people listening, we've had some amazing cake today, which was, ma- I mean, it was amazing. I would think that's really bad for me, and it wasn't. What was in, you said, what was used in that? Coconut sugar, uh, coconut oil, a little bit of uh, unpasteurized butter, um, spelt flour, ground almonds. Wow, see, and it, it, you know what, that's so, that's, that's, it's just replacing something then, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, a couple just... of eggs. Um, but the thing is, I do my talk, and basically, fundamentally, Everybody is absolutely unique. It doesn't matter what anybody says, but everybody's made up differently from their forefathers to what they eat. And what you eat and put in your mouth four times a day actually does represent your health. Yes. No doubt about it. And you need good gut flora to get a good immune system going. You need a good, healthy gut flora. From a woman, her state of her gut is passed down to her baby. So when Will was born, I used to eat so much sugar. And when he was born, he got glue ear and he was right. always got runny noses. Right, okay. And so this has alerted me and I was already doing aromatherapy. So I was already in that mindset. Kind of starting to so look. I started to get What Doctors Don't Tell You magazine and um, informed parent and I was getting all this information and I think the best thing for anybody is to be informed to make the choice that is right for themselves body yes and you're saying that right just a quick point that Glynis Barber my friend who is really I know that's why she was on Emmerdale yeah she told me and honestly I used to uh, this is a tip for everyone out there um I used to always get uh, tonsillitis I used to always get ill twice a year I always need antibiotics she said, whenever I got that oil of oregano, yeah. never had Absolutely. it since, never taken an antibiotic since. Yeah. Absolutely, a natural antibiotic. Yeah. And she, I mean, there's other things for colds. Um, it's olive uh, olive leaf extract. Yes. I mean, Echinacea as well, um, because I think it's really important. We, we are responsible for ourselves. We've got one body. We yes. want to know how to make it work the best and eat the right foods. And, and be healthy. So what are your top tips for people during this insane time to try to okay, keep? Okay, well, what I say is go to goodhealthnaturally.com. That's all lowercase, all one word. Goodhealthnaturally.com. Robert Redfern has got the whole kit and caboodle of how to keep I thought you were going to say Robert Redford there. I thought, God, that's yeah, very interesting. Yeah, but it's a fern. Robert, Robert Redfern. Redfern. Yeah. He's got it all there. He's got also his take on what's happening now, which I think it's very important to get the other side of things. Totally. Everyone should We're, be equipped with all the knowledge they can pick absolutely. themselves. Absolutely. And my advice to you is, first of all, don't wait for the storm to pass. Learn to dance in the rain. Oh, that is my favourite saying ever. And that's what you do. Plenty of rain up here. Life in is about anyway. not waiting for the storm to pass, learning to dance in the so, rain. 
basically have fun, be with people, even shut down, go on Zoom, be with people that make you happy, dance, put on some dance, music, yes. dance. Or Watch just classic Emmerdale and yeah. start our campaign to bring back Viv. And it's really important, don't eat anything that's processed because the body doesn't know how to deal with it. Keep away from sugar and sugary drinks, especially orange juices and anything in a carton. It's fructose too heavy. Um, have things that you enjoy, natural fruits and things like that. Um, uh, there's complex carbs, which you do need, which is kind of roughage. It's sweet potatoes and things Oats, like that. Isn't that. Is that a complex? Oats are okay. Yeah, They're yeah. on the cusp, but... Um, keto and paleo diets are really good and you can eat loads of things. Don't go hungry, don't snack, but don't go hungry. Vitamin D3, and Robert Redfern's got this, it's D3 plus K2, it's a spray. Absolutely important for a really good, strong immune system. And recently, what Doctors Don't Tell You magazine, the write-up on um, an amino acid, and it's called... Glutathione. I don't think I say it properly, but I say it how it's spelt, and I'll spell it G L U T A T H I O N E. It's an amino acid, and it's the biggest antioxidant you can have. When you're a child, when you're born, you have glutathione coming out your ears. So that's why little kids and young adults won't get viruses. Yes, because they true. Are, are, and then we slowly get rid of it from them. Yeah, we do. Give them rubbish. We, we get rid yeah. of it a lot as we get older. So it comes in a spray. You can get it through Robert Redfern. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I don't get any money for saying no, go to yeah, Robert yeah, Redfern, yeah, yeah. but he's got so much information on there, all about the COVID vaccine, all about the situation. So it is really worth going on there. But he, he's, he's got e-books you can download if you've got, you know, eczema, asthma, you know, a, a wonky heart, I was going to say. Wonky but you know heart. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, D3 is an absolute must. Multivitamin and minerals is an absolute yes, must. yeah. And uh, a healthy diet, you know, but have a little bit of what you like. Does yes, it good? Yes, no, yeah, you know, fun. Um, and literally have fun. Yes. And get... Fresh air, get sunshine because that will get D3 or vitamin D working for you and, and get a nice strong immune system. And when I go away, my nails grow. And my oh, hair yeah, grows. no, my nails, hair yeah. grows so much quicker. Sunshine is yeah. so important. So today, everyone, you have got Viv, you've got Dina, and you also got the best advice. But it's brilliant to get this advice from someone who really knows what they're talking about. If anyone has questions, come to me at Soap from the Box and then I can get in contact with Dina. Well, Dina, it's been amazing to see you and amazing to talk to you. And uh, bring back Viv. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so much to Dina Payne for coming on the podcast. We actually recorded that ages ago, pre-lockdown. So I got to go to her house, sit in her kitchen, and she baked me a cake. So we sat, drank tea, and ate cake as we recorded. I wonder if it made it any better. You can let me know. Stay in touch with me, actually, all week on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Soap From The Box. As usual, I would like to thank David Stevens and The Bothy for their edit and technical wizardry, and for all of his press help, the brilliant Ian McCallum. I'll be back next week with another two episodes. Stay safe. Remember to listen to the other one with uh, Paul Elaine. Enjoy your week. Hold up. 